Welcome to the RVS Podcast, my free thinkers. We are back. This is Ruben Vega, of course. This is episode uh, 66 of the RVS Podcast. We are back with more. It's been a little while. Took about a week and a half break. Been a little busy. Uh, been a little sidetracked with a few things. Hopefully important things. Um, hopefully not a complete waste of time, but been working on a few things behind the scenes. Um, very happy to be back. Very happy to be recording again, and we're back with another RVS podcast, guys. How are we feeling today, right? It's Tuesday, Magic Tuesday. Everybody hates Mondays, so you gotta love Tuesdays, am I right? Am I right, people? I hope so. You guys catch SNL? SNL a couple days ago, Elon D. Musk was on it. Um, big, lots of hype surrounding that episode, which was the first time I've ever been remotely, um, even, you know, slightly excited for an SNL episode. Not a big fan, a little bit too woke for me, you know, but checked it out. It was not funny at all. The only things that, the only parts that made me chuckle were just Elon being Elon and just like, just the fact that I'm like, this. why is this guy doing this? This, this is pretty funny. Like, this is so random, you know? It's, it was just so random, the fact that he was on there, that some parts would kind of make me smile. Um, you know, whenever they would, they like, Elon would have, like, a funny line, or uh, he would do something a little bit outrageous. Like, sometimes it would make me smile, but most of the time it was just very cringe. And honestly, what made it survivable was the fact that it was Elon. If, if he wasn't in there, it, it would just have been cringe city, which 90% of the episode was. Um, never watching that show ever again, unless, you know, maybe there's a really good guest. And um, I would have to just, to, just to be part of the hype, right? Just to be part of the conversation. I like being uh, a part of the conversation. If it's something, you know, relatively interesting or, or uh, appealing, I don't know. Anyway, guys, uh, Dogecoin went down, uh, went down a lot, but that is the stock market, guys. It's full of ups and downs, a lot like life, okay? So don't panic, don't panic sell, don't have paper hands, okay? Don't worry. If you bought the, whatever price you bought Doge at, it's going to go back up. Just hang tight. First rule of the stock market, do not buy if you are not willing to lose everything, including your loved ones, okay? Including your loved ones. So do just hold the line, wait it out, see what happens. If you put money in there that you needed, you sh- you, you deserve to to fucking uh, go to a a mental institution, okay? Don't put money that you need, guys. Nothing is guaranteed. There is no guarantee that you know a stock is going to blow up on a certain day. Um, you know, you're taking a chance. It's a bet. At the end of the day, it's a fucking gamble. So just be careful. Don't only put money that you are willing to lose. That you are okay losing. Worst comes to worst. Okay. Be smart about it. You know, make smart decisions. But don't put any money that you're not willing to lose. Okay. It's 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 basically smart betting, right? Like you're betting on something that you you you've done your research on, you've done some sort of due diligence on, and you're you know you're you're putting some money towards that, and the hopes that you know you're able to make a profit. But don't panic when it goes down a little bit. Just hold the line. Just hold hold on. There's a reason that you thought this was going to go up. 
And just stick to that, man. Just stick to that. Hold the line. Don't panic. You don't, you don't, you haven't lost any money if you hold the line, right? You only lose money when you sell. Once you sell it, you lost money. But if you hold it, it can go up again, maybe even higher than before. And then you've, you've gained even more money. So just, just hold the line. Don't panic, guys. I have a good feeling about Dogecoin, right? I have a feeling that in the long term, it is a safe bet. I do think it'll hit a dollar, maybe two, maybe 10. Who knows? I, I do know it's just a matter of time, maybe months, maybe years. But I would hold the line. You know, that is the that is my Ruben Vega take on, on Doge. Do, is it Doge or Doge? I'm not sure. But that's my take on Doge, guys. Um, hold the line. See what happens. Don't put any money into it. You're not willing to lose. Speaking of other of other stocks, I would definitely do some research on on AMC, guys. AMC is looking very interesting. Again, don't put any money you're not willing to lose, but I would definitely throw a couple bucks in that direction. Just just Google. Um, I know this is a great article. I like this guy's due diligence. His name is Frank Nez. So Frank F R A N C F R A N K Frank. Nez, N-E-Z, Jesus Christ, I can't talk today, Frank Nez, just Google Frank Nez AMC Squeeze, right, and look into that article, I think he he, he updated it today on May 11th, um, AMC's looking very interesting, guys, definitely worth looking into, check it out, um, yeah, guys, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not telling you to, you, you know, to buy it, I'm just saying, do some research, and maybe consider throwing a couple bucks uh, towards that. Um, yeah, guys, that's where we're at. That's where we're at, guys. Um, this isn't a stock podcast, but I just thought, you know, thought it was worth mentioning since we brought up Doge and the whole Elon thing. It's pretty crazy that the whole Elon thing didn't work out, right? Everybody swore that it was gonna, you know, skyrocket. It was gonna hit, you know, it was gonna go over a dollar as soon as you know Elon brought up Doge. And look at that, man. It, it fucking went down. It went down like 30 cents or something like that, right? I think it was at 70 and it, it dropped all the way to like 45. Um, so like 25, 30 cents, something like that, right? Pretty crazy. I was not expecting that. was not expecting it to drop so much, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Elon apparently, I didn't even catch that part, but apparently he called it a hustle. And as soon as he called it a hustle, a bunch of people bailed. A bunch of people fucking bailed and panicked and and uh, caused the stock to drop. Um, it is what it is. He did try to fix it at the end by saying, you know, it is the future currency of Earth and, uh, and all this all this hoopla. But, you know, it was a little too late, at least for the short term, to save it. But who knows? You know, what? a month from now, you know, what if, uh, you know, you can buy Jordans with Doecoin or you can do... Uh, you know, you can buy, you know, a ticket to Disney World with Dogecoin. I don't know. Anything could happen, guys. So just hold the line. You never know. Might may, might might be missing out on a lot of money if you sell too early, okay? Just just my tips. Just my tip, okay? Just a tip, baby. Just a tip. Um, yeah, guys. Sorry if I sound a little down or if I sound not as, you know, pumped as I usually am. I'm just a little bit, uh, I guess a little tired, you know, and kind of I drank a bang earlier at the gym. You know, I've been pretty consistent with the gym, been feeling good, feeling strong. You know, I've been throwing up uh, more weight than I than I usually will. 
than I usually would, you know, in the last few months. I feel like I'm getting stronger, a little faster. Been, you know, trying to do a little bit more cardio. Um, you know, just been working out a lot. Uh, woke up a little early today. Needed to take care of some things in the morning. It was my day off. And, you know, just feeling, I don't know, just feeling a little bit like, you know, after you go to the gym and then you eat a big meal and then you're just kind of like, oh man, like you just need to take a nap. I feel like I, I'm definitely going to take a nap after this episode. Sorry for the for the low energy, but I do promise we got some some fun stuff uh, coming up on this episode. All right, we got some fun stuff. Speaking of fun stuff, fuck mediocrity, right? Fuck mediocrity. The other day I was at work and it really just hit me, right? Like, I don't want to work for a... You know, I don't want to be a corporate slave, right? I don't want to work for a company and work, you know, a nine to five for the rest of my life. You know, nine to five is great for, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the immediate future, right? Like, you know, you look at it short term, right? Maybe, maybe a couple years, something like that, you know, but you don't, you don't want to work for, you know, for a place that you're not a hundred percent happy with or maybe not 100% but you don't want to work somewhere where you feel like your your talents or your life is being a little bit wasted right you don't want to feel like you're working there for too long right um it really did hit me you know I'm grateful man I'm grateful for what I have in life and what I'm doing and you know where life is heading right everything's everything's kind of trending upwards right now you know, it's like the stock market, right? There's ups and downs. There's days when I'm feeling a little bit more down. But for the most part, you know, we really think about it. Um, uh, you know, l- life is fucking awesome. Life is awesome overall. You really just l- focus on the good and don't think so much about the bad. And you'll really see that for the most part, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking for, for everybody. But for the most part, life is life is pretty sweet. And... You know, it's good. It's good to be grateful, but it's also good to to be critical, right? Be critical of yourself sometimes. Not all day, not at all times, but you know, occasionally, it is good to be a little critical because that's how you. That's how sometimes you get. You'll get these revelations, right? You'll get these revelations without the help of fucking magic mushrooms, and and oh, microdosing at at the fucking pool, or I don't know. That's becoming a big thing now. Microdosing. And nothing against it. I'm just, I'm just, just think it's funny. Everybody's tweeting about it now. Everybody's tweeting about microdosing. Like it's this, like this, this cool new fad. And it's like, oh look, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm cool. I microdose at the pool. Like I'm, I, I think microdosing is fine. Like it's, it's a cool thing to experiment with. But you know, the, eh. people that start, you know, they, oh, I got a, I've been microdosing every day for like four months. It's like what? Why? Jesus, you need help. Again, nothing, nothing against these people. I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking shit. Um, but anyway, um, you can get, you know, when you're critical on yourself, sometimes you can get these revelations or these, um, what are they called, epiphanies? You get these epiphanies that, hey, maybe it's time for a change, right? Hey, maybe it's time to mix things up. Maybe this is not what I want, you know, maybe 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 time is running out for this this lifestyle right maybe i, I got to put a deadline on this or maybe i got to really 
maybe I need a sense of urgency, right? Maybe I need some more urgency um, to to get to that next level or get to that next you know phase in my life, that next step, that next you know that next mossy little stone, um, right? Like you got to be a little critical of yourself sometimes. I feel like a lot of people will focus. I'm kind of contradicting myself, which is that that's basically all I do on this podcast is contradict myself. But I feel like people are constantly praising themselves, right? Like it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to, you know, feel good about yourself. But um, you, you got you got to also be critical sometimes, you know, every now and then just just have have a little moment where you think like, what can I work on? Right? What can I be better at? What What am I slacking on? What am I, you know, low level? on and how do I get better at that right how do I how do I strengthen that skill right and obviously we all have strengths and weaknesses but when it comes to like things we desire things that we want whether it be you know money you know power fame love what whatever it is usually you can write down you know the 10 things that you're going to need to get attain that desire right so if out of those 10 things, you know, oh, I'm pretty good at these five, but I kind of suck at these other five, you got to work on the other five. If you're not where you're at or if you haven't attained it, um, you can either focus on, you know, strengthening the five that you are good at or, you know, maybe focusing on the one that you're pretty good at and mastering that. You know, you have a lot of options. But point, you know, my point is you got to work on yourself. You got to be critical on yourself. You can, you know, master one of them, get really good at five of them or get, you know, decent at all 10 of them. Uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, just you just got to work on yourself. Even if it's one thing, if you want, if you desire something, if you want something and you still don't have it, then you got to work at it. You got to get, you got to get better at something, right? Um, I fucking heard a weird noise outside and it, it completely threw out threw off my 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 train of thought jesus christ anyway um where what, what was i getting at um you know you got to work on yourself man you got to work on yourself you have to be critical of yourself sometimes it's okay to love yourself it's okay to praise yourself and like oh like i i'm i'm the best i'm you know i am I am sexy, I am powerful, you know, big girls are beautiful, uh, you know, fat, fat lives matter. <laughs> I don't know why, why am I ranking on fat girls? I, um, you know, it I did see, you know, a, a large, a large female, um, and I say large because, you know, even she calls herself large. So at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, it's not an insult if, if she's the one you know, stating this, but she, she was like, oh, like, you know, I love my large, beautiful body. And that's great. That's awesome. But she posts that like every day, right? It's not like the first time she posts that, like she'll, she'll post that like, like eight times a week, right? So like sometimes twice a day, right? There's like that one day where she'll post it twice. And, um, and you know, it almost it almost seems like you're not that confident in your body, right? If you got to talk about it every day, it's kind of like you're trying to convince yourself that you're you're trying to convince yourself that, you know, your large body is beautiful. 
or you're, or you're trying to convince others that you're very confident, right? But if you, I feel like if you have to constantly praise yourself, it, it's more of an insecurity more than confidence, right? Like if you're constantly saying, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, th- there's probably some insecurity there, right? It's like, like, I don't know. I, I remember there was a great Game of Thrones quote, right? It was the... I don't remember the names of all these characters, but it was Tyrion's father, right? The the one of the lion grandpa, like the lion house. What were they? Not the Targaryens. What was what was this guy's name? I gotta look this up. Sorry, guys. Well, let me. I don't have a fucking uh, podcast assistant, so I'm gonna have to look it up myself. Lannister, Tyrion Lannister. What was the grandpa like? Grandpa Lannister. What was that guy's name? Tywin, Tywin Lannister quote. Tywin Lannister quote, King. What did he say? Oh, here it is, here it is. He says this to his grandson, uh, Joffrey, right? Joffrey, that little piece of work. Uh, So he says this. The grandpa says this to his grandson. Any man who must say, I am the king, is no true king. Right? I love that quote. I think about that quote all the time. I had to Google it because I wanted to be sure, you know, word for word what the quote was. But the idea, the idea of the quote is something that stuck with me as soon as I heard it. As soon as I heard that quote, I loved it. I loved it. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. You can apply that to many different phrases and, and statements, right? But in this in this uh, scenario, Tywin Lannister was saying that to his grandson who had who had recently become the king of Westeros, right? And constantly he he him and his insecure self would always be like, "You cannot talk to me like that. I am the king. I am the king." And his grandpa just rolls his eyes and he's like, "Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. You just sound insecure like you don't have to say you're the king. People should already know that, right? Like actions over words right that's kind of the vibe i get you know like ah, like you don't you shouldn't have to say that right if, you, if you're really a, a true king you shouldn't have to state really loud that you are the king everybody should just know because if nobody if, if somebody doesn't know that you're the king you're you're probably not a good king or a real king right in this scenario so i feel like a lot of people if you're constantly praising yourself about the same thing, it, it, it almost feels like you're not really that, right? Because you're trying to convince yourself, you know, otherwise, right? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Can people change, right? So kind of a weird segue into this next topic, but can people change? Can people change? The age-old question, right? Some people think yes, some people think no. What do you think? Do you think people can change? I think people can change if they really want to, right? If they really want to, they can change. I'm a big fan of not changing people. I'm a big fan of just not trying to change people, right? I'll put in my two cents. If, If somebody asks me for advice, I will give them advice. If it's somebody that I really care about, I will... You know, I'll tell them what I what I think, what I think is best. You know, it's just my opinion. But maybe who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. 
maybe I, maybe you know I push them too much or her too much and I end up giving them bad advice, right? Like who knows? But I'll give my two cents. I, I think I have a pretty good degree of common sense. I think I have a pretty good degree of you know moderate intelligence. And I think that you know at the end of the day, you can't force people to change you know their mindset. Um, I think that that's more what I'm getting at, like changing someone's mindset, not changing someone's shirt or, you know, changing someone's hair color. Right. I'm, I'm talking about changing someone's mentality. Right. Like, I think if they really want to change their mentality, they have to want to change. Right. Um, I'm a I'm a big you know, obviously, this is no surprise to anyone. I'm not a big fan of of Joe Biden. Right. I hate that I got to bring him up on every episode, but he is the the current, you know, acting president. And I, I believe he should be allowed to get criticized, right? I might get, you know, we'll see if podcasts start getting, you know, silenced and muted. But at the moment, uh, my podcast is still alive and I, I could still criticize, you know, there's still freedom of speech uh, here in this country, thank goodness, for the most part, you know, unless you're on Twitter and, you know, you're, you're saying that you don't like the vaccine, then you'll get, you'll get banned from Twitter or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. Um, one of the reasons out of many is that he's very flip floppy, right? Like, I feel like he's done a lot of things to hurt the, the black community in the past. And now he's preaching, you know, Black Lives Matter, which I think is, you know, you know, very hypocritical, very hip, Hippocrates like, right? And so I'm not not a big fan of him. Again, that's just one of, of many, many reasons. But I just want to focus on this one because uh, the excuse that I hear from a lot of people who defend him is, oh, but people change, right? Like he 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 realized that he was wrong, and he's he's trying to do better now. He's trying to to um help the help you know the black community now, right? That's the excuse. That's the people who defend him. They say that he's changed, right? They'll acknowledge that he he has done some, you know, very racist things in the past, uh, but now he's he's different now. He's changed, right? That when he was forty five, you know, he makes he you know he 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 does these terrible things for the black community, you know, enacting new laws and and calling them. I, I forgot what he called them. But anyway, and now, you know, now he was 45 and now he's, you know, he's 75 and and he's different now, right? In the last 30 years, he's done a lot of self-reflection. He's he's changed. He he's become a better person, right? That's what we that's the that that's what his defenders say, right? Um I don't think so, man. I I really don't think people like that really change, right? I think they They'll they'll say what they need to say to win people over. I think that's what it is. They'll say what what they think you want them to say, right? They'll say what they need to say to get your vote. They'll say what they need to say to convince you that, hey, they have changed. Hey, look, look at that. They have changed. But no, I, I really don't think people like that change, right? And I thought about an example that I thought about an example that I think makes some sense. I thought about my dog, right? I have a girl dog, love my girl dog. Um, she's 12 or she's I think she's 12, 12 or 11. She's older, she's an older dog. Um, 
since she was a puppy, she's hated cats, right? It's like in her instincts to hate cats. I know she hates cats. She's always hated cats. I don't know why. Maybe she's threatened by them. Maybe she, you know, she doesn't understand them. Maybe she hasn't read enough about, you know, uh, the suffering of cats, you know, in the last 5,000 years. Um, You know, I'm not sure why she doesn't like them. I just know that she doesn't like them. Something in her nature just tells her that, you know, she can't trust a cat, right? Something, something in her, in her, in her, in her dog wiring, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, you've seen cartoons, right? You guys ever watch cartoons? You guys ever see cartoons? The the ones where the, you know, the cats and the dogs are going at it, right? The dog hates the cat. The cat hates the dog. You know, the cat thinks the dog is stupid. The, the dog thinks the cat is evil. I don't know. But it's all over the place, right? It's not too hard to find, like, a dog chasing a cat, you know. It, it's It's a thing. But anyway, um, my dog's really old, right? My dog's getting older. Um, let's say that, you know, for my dog's 12th birthday, I I bring in a bunch of cats to the house. And I tell her, hey, these, these eight cats are going to live here now. Um, hope, you know, you're going to have to just deal with it. And, you know just realize that these cats were out in the street they don't have you know dog privilege and you know check your privilege right check your privilege dog now if i did something like that right if i did something like that in my dog's final years right just like just surround her with the things that she hates right the kind of animals that she hates right I would be a fucking asshole, right? I would be such an asshole. My dog would be, you know, so mad at me. He's like, you know I hate cats. You know I hate cats, right? So, and you're gonna, you're gonna force them around me, right? But my dog loves me. My dog loves me and he will, he will tolerate the cats, he will tolerate the cats. And I love cats. I think cats are cool. I actually like cats a lot. I love kitty cats, especially little kittens. Adorable. Adorable. Um, I like cats. I do. I didn't, I, I used to not like cats as much, but I, I do like cats now. So I like cats, dogs. I like, I like most animals. But what I'm getting at is that my, since my dog loves me so much, at some point he will learn to tolerate them, right? Um... Maybe even maybe become friends with the cat. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a you know a professional dog trainer. I, I haven't really done much research on you know how to get your dog to start loving your cat, your new cat. I don't know. I'm just saying you know initially, um, he's not gonna like the cat very much, right? That's kind of how I think about older people, right? trying to create a you know a a a, a straight streamlined story but now my my mind's getting all jumbled i don't know if it's the, the sleepiness but okay here's where i'm getting at right 
I think that if we had to collect all the racists in this country, which, I, again, I, I think is very little. I think it's a lot less than 1% of people are, are genuinely racist in this country. Um, I have a good feeling, right? And it's just a feeling, right? Because there's no way to determine how many actual racists are in this country, obviously, right? But let's just pretend that they're, you know, let's just make it 1%, right? Let's make it 1% of the country. So 1% of the country would be about 3 million people. It's a lot of fucking people, a lot of fucking racists, right? Um, I have a good feeling, right? Again, it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. And, you know, I like logic. I like thinking. I like I like using my brain over over my heart when it comes to, you know, thinking, right? I like thinking with my brain. But um, my feeling tells me that out of those 3 million racists, about 90% of them are old. They're old people, right? They're old people. And I think that the older people get the harder it is to change their mind, the more stubborn they are, the more closed-minded they are, right? You know, just like a dog. You show a puppy a cat, there's a better chance that he'll, you know, try to be its friend rather than, you know, an adult dog that's, you know, seen cats before but, you know, never had a friend cat. it's, It's common sense, right? It's common sense. It's common sense that, you know, the older you get, the more close-minded you are. You know, just try to, try to, you know, convince your, your grandpa, you know, to buy Dogecoin, right? Or try to convince, you know, your, your, your grandparents that today's rap music is, is better than, you know, the, the music of, of the 70s, right? I don't know, (laughs) you know, it's, you know, this is going all over the place, but I think that it's very hard to change people's minds. It's very hard to change people's mentalities, especially, especially when they're older, right? When they're, you know, 60, 70 years old, hey, even, even 40, 50, you know, but the older somebody gets, I think it, the harder it is to change their mentality on something. So if somebody that was born in the 50s and the 60s or the 40s, you know, somebody that was born in that time, if, if they, you know, in their teen years developed, you know, this racist mentality, it, it's pretty hard to rub them the other way, right? Like they'll tolerate, you know, other races. And there's racist people, you know, from all races, right? Like it's not just like white people are the only racists. Like, there's black racists, there's Asian racists, there's Hispanic racists, like, there's racists from every color, honestly. And, you know, if you deny that, then you're just, you know, you're you're blind, right? You're blind. Or, you know, may, maybe I'm crazy, right? Maybe I'm crazy. No, the only white people are racist, right? That, that's, that's unrealistic, right? But, you know, um... It's very hard to change the mentality of an older person. So I have this theory, right? I have this theory that 
at some point, there will be practically no racists. And I think that that was bound to happen naturally, right? At this point in time, like, you know, let's go, let's go to the year, you know, 2000, 2002, I don't know, 2000, yeah, 2002. Let's go back to 2002. I think that at that point, America was very united overall, and it was going to continue to get better, and we were going to, you know, we, we, I think people were focusing more on what made them the same than what made them different. But then, you know, a few years later, we start adding identity politics and, and you know, creating a, a victim mentality, which I, which for the most part, we were, we were getting better at, right? Maybe it goes further back. Maybe I should have gone to like the 80s. But I think that for the last 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, the government saw that we were trending in a very good direction, right? In a very, very healthy, positive direction when it came to race relations, right? Is that a thing? Is that an actual phrase? Do I sound stupid? Race relations. Um, I think we were on the right track when it came to race relations. I think that we we were getting a lot better, right? And, you know, little by little, the old racist people are going going to die, right? They're going to die first, <laughs> which is a good thing. So the old racist people are eventually all going to die. And I feel like, the you know, the younger generation is obviously, I think if, I don't know if there's a way to really, like, how do you measure somebody's racism, right? But I think if you go back, I think if you do some research on this somehow, I think, again, this is, I guess this is another feeling I have. I have another feeling that younger people are a lot less racist than older people, right? I have a feeling that today's society, you know, whether you're left or you're right, I think almost everybody under a certain, you know, everybody in America under 30 is not racist, right? Of course, we all stereotype, you know, there's a few outliers here and there. It's gonna, there's going to be a couple here and there, right? Of course, we, we stereotype every race stereotypes, every race, you know, thinks, you know, something kind of, you know, kind of weird about another race, right? Say like, oh, uh, you know, all black people are good at, you know, are, are fast runners, right? But then they also say, oh, black people can't swim, right? And they say white people can't jump or, or, you know, white people are bad at math. And then, you know, Asians are good at math. Oh, Hispanics know how to cook chicken better than white people. You know, <laughs> like, stupid shit. Stupid shit, right? Ridiculous fucking things, right? White people have no rhythm, right? White people can't dance. Like, like, like Hispanic people and black people can dance way better than white people, right? It's just funny. You know, it's, it's fun. It's just fun, you know, stereotypes, right? Like, it's silly. It's very silly, but we all know it's true, right? We all know for the for the for the most part, you know, they say Jewish people are cheap, and you know, from my experience with Jewish people, I've seen it. I've seen it for myself. It's very, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, I'm not saying that all Jewish people are cheap, but I, I've seen 
from the handful of Jews that I've interacted with in my life. And I loved the Jewish people. Big fan of Larry David. Love that. Uh, Curve Your Enthusiasm, one of the greatest shows on earth. Um, love the Jewish people. But, you know, from my interactions with the Jewish people, they they can be, you know, a little bit on the cheaper side, right? A little bit on the cheaper side. And it's okay. It's okay. Doesn't mean all of them are. Just means from my interactions, I kind of, you know, am I stereotyping them? I guess. Is it a horrible thing, right? Is it a horrible thing that I that I think that there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of cheap Jews out there? Not really. Am I hurting anybody by by thinking that? No. No. Am I going to treat Jews differently? Am I going to treat them, you know, un, like lower class citizens because I think they don't tip enough? No. It's okay. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Not hurting anybody, right? But I think that the younger generation is going to be a lot more, it's going to be a much better place, right? I think the world, if we don't give up all of our rights and we don't let the government make all these decisions for us, and if we, if America can stay a free society, which I really hope we can, man, because I, I really do consider this the greatest nation in the world. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always kind of, n- I've never really been that prideful when it comes to shit like that. Like, I've never really been, oh, the school spirit guy or the, oh, the national pride guy. But but I am very grateful to to have been born here and to live here. And I really do think this is the greatest country on earth. And... You know, we take a lot of shit for granted. Obviously, we're not perfect. America is not perfect. No country is perfect. But there's a lot of countries that are doing absolutely horrible right now. Absolutely horrible where nobody in the country wants to live there. Nobody, right? No one is happy there, right? America, for the most part, most people are are, are pretty content living here. They're okay, right? Everybody has their problems, whether it be financial, health, you know, whatever it is. Everybody has their problems. This place is not perfect. There's a lot of things we can work on to make it better, obviously. You know, but like we started the podcast, like we could, we, we have to, you know, focus on the, think about the good, be grateful for the good, but every now and then be a little critical, right? You can work on this, get a little better at that, get a little better at this, don't, make your whole life focusing on on the bad, right? Cuz then you're going to drive yourself fucking crazy. You're going to be you're going to be a mess. But you know, just 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 realize that it could be a lot worse, right? It could be a lot worse. So be grateful for what you got. And that's how I see America. I see America as a place that has a lot of good going for it, right? A lot of good, a lot more good than pretty much any other country. And it has a few a few issues that it needs to work on. I think one of them being that there especially right now there's just so much division, right? There's so much division going on where we're letting we're letting the you know these these government types, these government higher-ups kind of divide everybody, right? It's like if you if you if you support that person, you're bad. Right? You're the enemy, you're the villain, 
It's, a, it's like this weird mental civil war, right? The civil war of ideas. It's a civil war of ideas, right? It's like, and really, it, it really just comes down to what can you tolerate, right? Like one side tolerates some really stupid shit, and then the other side tolerates some really stupid shit. <coughs> and then we may, we, we, you know, we sit on a high horse and feel like our side is better than the other side because, you know, we're the good guys, right? I think most most villains, oh, like for the for the most part, they usually think they are the good guys, right? They usually think they're they're doing the right thing. Usually, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Am I right? You can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Unfortunately. That is true, right? You can't really make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. All I know is that, for me, I think that we're we're allowing these government types to control us and make decisions for us and personally i would like less involvement less involvement of the government in our daily lives right that, that's just me right i like state government a lot lately i'm like wow I'm so grateful to be in florida right like the country is a big place the united the united states is a huge place but florida is the shit florida is fucking awesome i like it and you can hate on Florida, but you know at the end of the day you're you're, you're here, right? You're still here, um, you know for whatever reason, right? Like oh, it's too expensive to to move, or you know don't have a job, or you know whatever it is. At the end of the day, you're still here. At the end of the day, you're still you don't you don't you have no plans of leaving the United States. As much as you you want to hate the United States because it's the cool thing, right? It's like the hip thing now to hate the United States. Um, you know, it, it, again, it's. It could be a lot worse, guys. It could be a lot worse. And I think a lot of people need to realize that, right? That it can be a lot worse. Overall, we're one of the greatest countries on earth. If not the, honestly. Um, And I just don't want to ruin that. I don't want that overturned. I don't want to follow the path of these other countries that, you know, treat their people like fucking garbage. And, you know, it's just this big this big machine with no heart, right? I don't know. That's just me, though. That is just me. In other news, all right, that was enough, enough on the, enough on the, on the, on the sad, the sad BS train, right? Let's focus on boxer Felix Verdejo, right? It's a Puerto Rican boxer who, who was married, yet had a 27-year-old mistress, right? You know, this hot banging 27 year old mistress who turned up dead the other day. She was found in a lagoon and she was found with, you know, bullet holes. Um, she was beaten up. She was full of bruises and, and you know, had a black eye and had, a, you know, her rib cage broken and caved in. Apparently, the boxer 
kidnapped her with her friend, kidnapped her with his friend, sorry, beat beat the living shit out of her, which, again, it's a boxer, professional boxer, and he apparently was very good, had a very good record. Um, let's look up his record real quick. So Felix Verdejo, let's look up his record. See if he was if he was really good. Oh, this guy was great. Twenty-seven and two with seventeen knockouts. Guy's a guy's a beast. Wow, good for him, right? What a good what a good boxer. But apparently, his mistress was pregnant. Right? He got his mistress pregnant. He told her to abort the baby, but she said no. She's gonna keep it. So what does he do? What does this boxer who has the whole world, you know, his whole life ahead of him, you know, millions of dollars ahead of him, you know, tons of success ahead of him, what does he do? He gets his friend to help him kidnap her, beat the shit out of her, shoot her with a gun, tie her up to some cement blocks and throw her in a lagoon to, you know, hopefully never be found again, right? That was his thought. Uh, Hopefully she'll never be found again. But... She was found, and somebody opened their mouth, and it was confirmed that he was, in fact, the one who did it. He murdered his mistress, who was pregnant. So he murdered his mistress and his unborn child. Whoa, that's rough. That is rough, guys. It happened about a week ago. might be old news for some of you guys, but it's very sad. It's very, very sad. So my mom's telling me this story. And she's like, wow, that's so sad. She that's so sad, but no, that's so sad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I fucked up the joke, man. Fucked up the joke. All that set up and I fucked up the joke. Jesus Christ. That's the bad thing about podcasts, right? There's no turning back. It's all live. It's all uncut. So if you make a mistake, you just got to live with it. You just got to live with it. But um, yeah, so this woman who is, is kidnapped, beat up, raped and killed and thrown into a lagoon to, you know, to live the, the, you know, the rest of her afterlife, you know, un- underwater, you know, rotting with the fishes, right? This, this poor woman who was killed by her, by her, you know, her, her, her baby, her future baby daddy who is married my mom's telling me the story and she's like, oh, and she was so pretty too. She, oh, she was so pretty too, right? And I'm like, what? Yeah, she was pretty, but, but what about it? What if she was ugly? She's like, oh, you know, it's just sadder when they're, when they're pretty. It makes me more sad when they're pretty, right? You know, she tells me this in Spanish. She's like, ay, era tan bonita. Y era tan bonita. And I'm like, what if, what if she was ugly? What if she was ugly? There really is an ugly bias in this world. We don't talk about that, right? There's no ugly rights movement, right? Even though there, you know, we, we see the pattern, right? The more attractive you are, usually the more successful you are, Right? There is that pattern, if you've noticed, right? If, if you get an attractive female and an, and an ugly female, 
and they both have the same background, they both have the same, you know, GPA, work experience, whatever, and they apply for a job, you know, the attractive one is going to have an edge. She's going to get that position. Same goes for men, you know, that you get a handsome male, you know, an ugly male, they both, you know, apply for, you know, a position, um, very likely the attractive male is going to win if they, the resume is identical, right? Um, you see it, you can see it. And a lot of time, a lot of the times when you know, when you see managers, usually the managers are, are, you know, pretty good looking for the most part. If you notice most successful people tend to be good looking because there isn't, there is a bias, right? There's a bias against ugly people, which people don't talk about, right? Like ugly people get screwed. I personally think my opinion on this is that you you have successful men, right? You have men that are that are even if they're handsome or or, or hideous, right? Beastly looking. Um, you have successful men. They're gonna want uh, an attractive woman, right? They're gonna want an attractive woman, and he, and usually they can they can have an attractive woman at their side, whether it be because the woman actually loves them or just wants their money, you know. Either or, it's usually pretty easy for them to acquire an attractive woman one way or another, right? <coughs> Let me take a sip. COVID. JK. Um, but yeah, it's usually really it's usually very easy for a rich man to acquire a a attra- an attractive woman, right? What happens when an ugly man gets together with an attractive woman. They create a, you know, pretty, either a decent to slightly attractive child, right? And then now you have a, you know, a pretty good looking child, right? That's assuming that the guy, you know, the guy's, you know, you know, below average and the mom is beautiful, right? They have a kid and the kid comes out pretty good looking, right? Pretty good looking, and now that kid has successful parents, right? Because the, the, the dad is rich, the mom, you know, maybe she opens up, you know, a little business and, and you know, she, you know, you know, whatever. Her parents are rich or her dad is rich, right? And she's good looking. So now right off the bat, you got, you have a new successful, you know, good looking person, right? Now, that's my theory, right? That's my theory. What is my theory? My theory is that attractive people tend to be more successful because at the end of the day, even if you're ugly, you can get with an attractive person just based off of your success and create a pretty good looking child. And that child now being good looking and, you know, coming from, you know, parents with money has a high chance of success. An even higher chance of success, right? Because he's good looking and he, he, you know, his parents have money. So now he can do more, right? Right off the bat, he has an advantage, right? Or she, he or she has an advantage. So, you know, and now that person, you know, that, since that person has money and good looks, now he, you know, he wants somebody that's good looking too, right? He's like, hey, I'm good looking. I have money. I want somebody that's, you know, good looking and maybe has money as well. So now they have a good-looking baby, and, you know, the, the cycle continues, right? So, 
you know, let, you know, even if you're, you're hideous, but you somehow, you know, became a success, you're, you're gonna, your offspring is gonna, you know, slowly and slowly become attractive, right? For the most part, which leads into, you know, the majority of successful people being relatively good looking, right? That is, that is my theory. So what happens with the ugly people, right? What, you know, you're an ugly guy, but you're also, you know, poor, it's very, it's going to be very hard for you to acquire an attractive woman. It's going to be very, very hard for you if you're ugly and poor, right? Both ugly and poor. It, it's substantially more difficult for you to, to attain a beautiful girlfriend, wife, you know, maybe your gay boyfriend, whatever, husband. It's going to be hard for you to acquire a partner like that, right? Unless, you know, maybe you have an amazing God-tier personality, maybe, right? You have a little chance, but, you know, if you're very, very, very ugly and very, very, very poor as a man, you are you are screwed, right? As a woman, too, but I think as a man, you're even more screwed because at least men, you know, they can be really ugly, but if they have money, they can they can pretty much get a, a good amount of, you know, a good variety of women would, would be interested just on the fact that he has a lot of money, right? Well, for a woman, it, it's it's very tough, right? Even if she has a lot of money, but she's, you know, she's 100, like, you know, completely busted. Uh, I feel like men overall are a little bit more shallow. And, you know, any man that's going to give her attention, you know, it's obviously, you know, for gold digging purposes and, and who knows, you know, because women, you know, women fall for guys too for gold digging purposes sometimes. And, you know, maybe at some point they do like the guy for who he is, but I don't know, it, you know, there people are different, people are weird. But I think that, you know, if a woman's, I feel like it, like if, a, if a guy's hideous and poor, it's, you're, you're screwed, right? Like you're going to date a woman who's, you know, probably pretty bad, phys- you know, pretty ugly, right? As well, you know, it sounds like a fucking asshole, but you know, that's what it is. That's what it, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about that there's an ugly bias that, you know, good looking people tend to be more successful for the most part. And that's, that's, you know, it sucks, you know, but that's just the way it is right now. Maybe something will happen, right? Maybe we'll give ugly people, you know, some benefits one day. I don't know. Not saying they should, but you know, there is a, there is a bias. There is a bias in the ugly community. We don't treat them the same. We don't give them the same advantage, right? An ugly guy approaches you at a bar and you're a female, you're you're not going to give them the time of day. You're going to be like, "Gross, get away from me." You know, a handsome guy approaches you at the bar, "Oh, hi. My name is such and such." Would you want to sleep with me today? Or would you like to buy me a beer or, you know, a drink or a martini, whatever? You know, that's how it is. You know, you're a guy at the bar, fucking, you know, bombshell chick approaches you. You know, you're single. You're like, hey, what's up, baby? I sound like a fucking loser. Hey, how's it going? You know, and you know, can I buy you a drink, 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 drink? You're going to say yes if you're a guy, you're a single guy. You know, bombshell approaches you at the bar. You're going to say yeah. Let me get that drink. I'll buy the next one. But, you know, you get a busted chick coming at you at the bar. She offers to buy you a drink. Hey, if you're desperate, you'll take the drink and take her home, right? But for the most part, you know, you'll probably, ah, no, I'm good, thanks. Smell you later. I don't know, man. This was a weird podcast, guys. This is a weird podcast. Um... 
you know, it was an odd one, it was an odd episode, but, you know, we're trying, we're trying something different, right, trying a little, little, you know, slow-paced episode, was a little sleepy in the beginning, now I'm starting to wake up, but I have to take care of some things now, it's getting a little late, podcast ran on a little longer than I thought, Um, but I had fun, I hope you had fun, I hope you enjoyed the, the RVS experience, and I hope you come back for more, uh, next time on the RVS podcast, this being what episode sixty six? Oh shit, six six six, baby, that's crazy. This is the the Satan episode, right? The the evil episode, the hell episode. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. But anyway, guys, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. I'm just having fun, just talking shit. Much love to you guys. Peace out. Uh, share this with your friends. And, you know, just just be cool, right? Just be cool. Stop. Don't don't be whack. All right. All right. Take care, guys. Peace.